Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about the new thing that God will do, it's the great thing. What thing is it that God will do in uh, this treasures that is stored up for the last days? Is this not sealed up among my treasures, saith God? That judgment must first begin at the house of God, and the righteous scarcely be saved. Then where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? Jesus mentioned in Matthew 9, as well as Mark's Gospel, as well as Luke, that in reading there from the ninth chapter and verse 16. And he said, No man putteth a piece of new cloth unto an old garment. For that which is put in to fill up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles. He goes on and says, Else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Now, what does it mean in this preservation for the saints? God will do a new thing. He speaks in Joel that the new wine is cut off from you. How you ministers and lament the pastors there because the new wine is cut off from you. And when he talks about that, a nation has come upon my land. He hath the teeth of a lion, the cheek teeth of a great lion. For out of the north, a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. This new wine must be put into new bottles. When we find that the ones that have the old store, the old wine, will not want the new wine, for they'll prefer the old wine and say it it is better. But Jesus, doing a new thing, speaks of the torn garment must be there, the new cloth, and a new wine put into new wineskins. We find the same thing that Jesus talks about in the new thing that God will do. It's the great thing. The new wine is that last day move of the Holy Ghost. James 5 tells us that God hath long patience waiting for that great harvest of souls. He has long patience waiting for, for the rain, the former and the latter rain. The latter rain is the last great rain of his strength. It's not the old wine, it's the new wine. But we must have new garments. Notice that when we're measured, measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein, but the court which is out measured not because it's given to the Gentiles. The holy city should be trodden underfoot 42 months, time times a half, three and a half years. There, when we find that in Revelation 11 verse 1, the body of Christ is measured. When we see the same is mentioned in Zechariah, the second chapter, the body of Christ is then measured. The church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, because there is a new change of raiment, which is the righteousness of the saints, that white raiment that we all come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. 
It's not newborn babies that desire the sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. It's not little children that their sins are forgiven for his name's sake and they've known the Father. It's not young men that the word of God is strong in them and they've overcome the wicked one. It's fathers that have known him that's from the beginning. John tells us that in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. God now is doing a new thing in a new season in the new wine and we're being measured because there's a change of raiment, a new thing that God is doing. We're not in the Pentecostal season anymore. We're still in the dispensation of grace, yes. But in that second day, after the second day, I'll revive you. Well, it's been two days since the Lord died, buried, and rose again on the cross. And he says there in Hosea 6, verse 1 through 4, that God said, come and let us return to the Lord. That means we have to be walking in the light as he's in the light and the present truth, man living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, the proceeding word of God. Then he states that the Lord hath torn, he will heal us. God has, not the devil. For he, God, hath torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. That's the judgments of God. That's a chastening rod of God to have the body of Christ walking in the light as he's in the light, in the present proceeding word of God. Going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Then after the second day, I'll revive you. This is not revival. Let me state that again. This is not revivals. This is not revival again. In the vivos, the life again. This is a total new thing that God will do that has never, ever been done before. It's the new thing. It is spoken of in the Torah, in the Pentateuch of Moses. It is spoken of in the prophets, in both Isaiah and Jeremiah. It's spoken of the new wine, the latter house greater than the former in Haggai. All through the word of God in the New Testament, Jesus spoke of the new wine that must be put in a new wineskins. We can't hold on to the things that have been in the past, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth of those things which are before, which is now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not yesterday's faith. It's not tomorrow's faith. It's now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Jesus said, I have many things to say to you disciples your disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. But when the spirit of truth has come, that he will lead you and guide you into all truth. He'll speak of me, for all the Father's given is given unto me. Jesus is glorified, the man glorified, with the Father's own self, back with the glory he had with him before the world was. There's only one spirit there. God works salvation in and of himself alone. That's the doctrine of Christ. And then he said that he will no more speak in Proverbs, He'll show us plainly of the Father, John 16. The new thing that God is doing now in present proceeding word of God, by which every man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God is throne room revelation. It's not the Pentecostal season, things seeing through a glass darkly. 
now where it was, having knowledge in part, having our understanding in part, partial, but then when that which is perfect is come, then with all that which is in part shall be done away with. Then we will know, even as we're known of the Lord. It requires this latter growth coming forth in the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, a perfection in the church. We find he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. There until we all come into the unity of the faith and for the edification of the body of Christ in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ growing up into Jesus in all things, all truth, all faith, going from faith to faith from glory to glory. Well, before God moves from one season into another, the former growth has to be mowed down. Then there's a latter growth that springs up. Take a look. And he says the same thing in Amos 7. We want the latter growth, the latter house to be greater than that of the former and the latter rain. Zechariah 10.1, ask you the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord would make bright clouds, send forth showers, everyone grass in the field. Well, we've been looking for that letter rain. Has it happened yet? No. Is it going to? Yes. Is it the new thing? Yes, it is. It's a new wine. That's the wine spoken of in Acts, the second chapter of the Holy Ghost, in the day of Pentecost, the Pentecostal rain. That was a rain that was moderate, the former rain. And he caused to come down the rain, the former, that's in Acts 2, and the latter rain which will be in the last days. It'll be the last day harvest of souls, greater harvest than the Pentecostal harvest. And on that day of Pentecost, these men were drunken, not with wine as you suppose. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel in the last day saith, God, I'll part my spirit upon all flesh. What is that? This is that wine there that is poured out on the day of Pentecost. And Jesus said that you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom in Matthew 16, that some of you will not taste of death until you see it. Well, that happened on the day of Pentecost because Jesus told them right there in Matthew 16, some of you shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. He did that on the day of Pentecost. That was the former reign. They were clothed there, clothed upon, and they're receiving the Holy Ghost. But now there's a change of raiment because there's a new season. And it's the last great thing that God will do. God has changed seasons. When he changes seasons, we find in Haggai that, that he'll make the latter house greater than that of the former. Take a look at Haggai 2. And it says, uh, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, and the earth, and the sea and the dry land. Now, God in the past, in the Old Testament, shook the earth only. We see that in Hebrews 12. God, God said, uh, 
Yet once more, I shake not only the earth as it was in the days of Moses. The shofar sounded. It grew louder and louder. That trumpet sound of God. And that mountain that burned with fire, that whosoever touched the mountain was thrust through with the dark. And that was that shaking of the earth. The Lord appeared on that mountain. That was the Israel's Pentecost. Well, in that season, which was the type and shadow of things to come, on the day of Pentecost, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then we have the day of Pentecost fully come. They were in the upper room. One mind, one accord. Suddenly came a sound of a rushing mighty wind, and there was clothing tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, Acts 2, 4. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. That's the former rain. But there still remains a latter rain, as in Zechariah 10, 1. There, what is this latter rain? It's the last great rain. And Haggai says that time that God not only shakes the earth, but also heaven. Never had that happen before. We find that in Hebrews 12, the Lord hath promised yet once more, I shake not only the earth, as he did with Moses, but also the heavens, that all that can be shaken may be removed. Not going to heaven. Not a pre-tribulation rapture. May be removed. Literally taken out of the way as of things that are made. Many man-made doctrine will be destroyed. That all that cannot be shaken may remain. Seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved. That's a true body of Christ. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Don't hear that preached much, do we? Well, it's the last great thing that God will do. It's called the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave it to him to showing to his servants things which must shortly come to pass and sent and signified it by his angel unto John. John is in the spirit of Elijah and it is the body of Christ. We see that in Revelation 10. There, the seven thunders uttered their voices. And John was about to write, see that, see that right or not. Take that little book, the Bibliotidian, out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. You have to press for that. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. Drawn out of God, he'll draw out of you. The kingdom of God suffers violence. Since that time, men press their way into it. Well, John, there in the spirit of Elijah, for that Elijah ministry first, must first come, as in Matthew 17, and restore all things, restore all things of faith. And Jesus stated that before the day of the Lord. Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. And in Acts 3, 20 and verse 21, it said the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution, the restoration of all things, all truth, not partial truth, 
not Pentecostal truth, but all truth. The last day, final season of God upon the earth. The last great thing, the new thing, the new wine that God will do. We must receive uh, that new wine as new wineskins. We must uh, follow the leading of the Holy Ghost and obey in obedience under righteousness in order to be in the Lord Jesus and uh, to be pleasing to him in his sight. If we do not obey, the Lord states there in Malachi 4 that that Elijah ministry there in Malachi 4 will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Therefore, the old wine that's not put into that, those old wineskins that does, do not take the new proceeding word of God in truth, will the bottles perish and uh, will be destroyed upon the ground. God said, if this does not come to pass, turn the hearts of fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. We cannot let this new wine fail in us. We must obey. Obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You see that in Romans 6. This bunch that says, obedience is not required in anything, you're automatically saved without works that accompany salvation is a lie. Because God knows your works and see your good works and glorifying your Father, the Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. And your works follow you there unto the end. Jesus looks for perfect works in Revelation 2, Revelation 3, in the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, I know thy works. Anyone says that you do not know the works of works of company faith are a lie. They're telling, uh, they're against the gospel of Jesus Christ that you will not come into perfection, that you will not come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that you will not have a change of raiment here in the last days that you will not take on the new wine for it will fail in you. They're against it because they say the old wine is better. Well, in Hebrews 12, the Lord hath promised. If he promised it, he will do it. The Lord hath promised, saying, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, not like I did in Moses' day, just on Sinai, but I shake also the heavens that all that can be shaken may be removed as the things that are made so that the things that things of faith which cannot be shaken may remain. That's the remnant of our seed. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. They've gone through great tribulation and uh, they're blessed are they that wait and come to the thousand three hundred five and thirty days. Why? Because these are the ones that stand uh, even through the great tribulation in, Re in Revelation. We see it in Revelation 10, 11, and 12. We see it there again uh, in uh, their Daniel 12. But go thy way, way, Daniel, and stand until in thy lot until the time of the end. Well, what is that? From the daily sacrifice taken away, an abomination set up shall be 1,290 days. That's a solar year. 
three and a half plus that 30 of a second Adar. That is another message altogether to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. But blessed he that waiteth and cometh through the 1,330 days, 45 days longer. Why? Because he still remains. That is the new wine that is in new wine skins and both are preserved. It's preservation. 45 days longer, 45 is preservation. Somebody said, where, where did you get that, Brother Beard? Well, the Holy Ghost states that. When you find Abraham, and he's visited by three angels, the two going down to Sodom and Gomorrah, where Lot is, but yet Abraham has stayed back there with an angel. That angel is the Lord. It's a Christophany. It's Christ. It is the, the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of God. And at that time, as he is there with that angel, then, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, a Christophany, then he says, well, what if you find 50 righteous souls? He's bargaining with the Lord God Almighty. Well, if you for 50 righteous souls, I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Notice he drops it down to 45. 45 is the only number that has the 45 because other increments are going down and go from 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. What if you have only 10 righteous souls? So when we say dropping by 10, it goes 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. But yet there's a 45 that sticks out there. Very pronounced. Why 45? Because in Bible numerics, it's preservation. What if you find 45 righteous souls? We destroy it for 45 righteous souls. The Lord said, I will not destroy it for 45 righteous souls. Then he goes to 40. You know it. You know the truth. He goes down from 50, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. What is the one that is out of that order? 45. What is that? Preservation. What is that? Blessed he that waiteth coming to the thousand, 305 and 40 days, 45 days longer than the thousand, 290, which is 45, which is preservation. They're preserved. Now, with that said, there has to be a move of God that changes in these seasons and it requires only the Lord doing it. Only God can do it. The devil will think to change times and laws, but he will not be successful. We find there in Haggai, at the very same time that God shakes not only the earth, but also heaven, that's the last day, shaking in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. It's not a Pentecostal reign. It is a tabernacle reign. They're not Pentecostals. They're tabernacleists. This is the new thing that God will do. He is preparing us now for it. And it states there in Haggai, that second chapter in verse uh, six, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, just as he said in Hebrews 12, and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all what? All nations, uh, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The house of God, what? No, you're not. Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. We're being measured. Now, he said, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Notice the next verse, nine. 
the glory of this latter house, the latter reign, this last great reign of God's strength, this new wine that's put in the new wineskins and the new thing that God will do, this latter house shall be greater than of the former. The former reign in Acts second chapter will pale in comparison to the last great reign of the latter reign of the Holy Ghost called the new thing, the new wine. Saith the Lord of hosts, and in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, what brings it about? Well, it's, it's the latter growth, the latter growth of the kingdom. Well, how does God prepare for it? Well, it's by judgment. When judgment's in the earth, men will learn righteousness. How does that work? Well, we find in Hosea 6, come and let us return to the Lord, the true God Almighty, Jesus Christ. For he hath torn, he will heal us. God has. He has smitten. He will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. This is not revival. We're already after the second day. And in the third day, I'll raise you up and you will live in my sight. What happens then? If we follow another Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. And his going forth, prepared as the morning, he will come to us, to the parousia or parousia, which way you say it, the coming. The coming of the Lord. He will come to us as the rain, not a rapture, as the rain, the former and the latter rain. This is the latter rain, the latter growth the latter growth of the kingdom of God, the last day harvest of souls, the tabernacle harvest of souls, the Pentecostal souls of the harvest was that of wheat and barley. There we had corn harvest. There in the last days, it will not be only wheat and barley or the corn harvest, but it will be the fruit harvest of oil and wine. That's the reason why and under Revelation 6 of the black horse rider with a, a pair of balances in his hand that he says there, a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. Well, three measures of barley, that's three measures. That is Passover on the bed first fruits. This is corn harvest of barley. A measure of wheat for a penny. That's the Pentecostal harvest the Feast of Weeks. But see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. That is the fruit harvest. The ones that are sealed, don't hurt them. That's because of the sealing of God. In Revelation 7, it's so important that in Revelation 9 of the fifth trumpet, you are not plagued there and tormented by the locust horde of the Apollyon and Abaddon that come out of the abyss. Hurting only those men that have not the seal of the living God in their foreheads. It is imperative that we're sealed. How will that happen? Well, God changes the season. Only God can do it. We've been in a Pentecostal season for two days. But now we're in the third day. We follow him to know the Lord. He's going forth as prepared as the morning. He will come to us, the parousia, as the rain, former and the latter rain in the first month. James 5 tells us the same. The Lord have long patience until receive the rain, the harvest, the former and the latter rain. Well, 
He's received the former rain, but not the latter rain yet. What happens? Well, Amos 7 tells us exactly what God will do. It says, Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, he formed grasshoppers. Now, what your paper come work with eating a uh, canker worm, et cetera, hath eaten the palm of worm. This is what the northern army, that, uh, that great northern army, that had the teeth of a lion, cheek teeth of a great lion, that has literally, literally barked all the trees of the field and all the branches there were made white. The new wine is cut off from us. The priests, the ministers lament. They mourn because of the new wine. They're drunkards. Howl, you drunkards, and cry out for the new wine uh, there has failed in you. It's cut off from you. We cannot let that cut off from us. We have to receive the word of God. And this is grasshoppers in the beginning of the shooting up. That's an immediate, straightforward, straight way coming up. A shooting up of the latter growth, the latter growth of the kingdom of God, the latter rain. And lo, it was the latter growth, what? After the king's mowings. Why? And it come to pass that when they had made an ending of, of eating the grass, like grasshoppers do, eating the grass of the land, then I said, O Lord God, forgive, I beseech thee, by whom shall uh, there uh, Jacob arise, for he is small. It is small. Well, what happens is the church seems like it's going down. There's only a remnant. The church there that's in the Pentecostal move of the Holy Ghost, there there will only be a remnant of her seed that will keep the commandments of God, those that love God keep his commandments, and have the testimony of Jesus. Only a remnant. Why? Because it's the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God. The seed of Christ. The church of the living God that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the faith there of Jesus Christ. You see that in Revelation 14, 12. Those that love God keep his commandments. And here are the redeemed of the Lord, those that keep the commandments of God and I have the testimony of Jesus, which is and have the faith of Jesus. That's the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19, 10, which is the spirit of prophecy. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We're being measured now. There by tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake. By and by many are offended. They bring forth no fruits unto perfection. They become offended, not realizing that we must mortify the deeds of the flesh and sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust. You can't have the world in Jesus too. Any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the world passes away with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God abideth forever. This is where we are now. We are at that time of the measuring of the temple of God. The altar and them that worship therein. Revelation 11 of who will be worthy and will be sealed of the servants of God in their forehead, Revelation 7. It's what God is doing now. Again, on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord uh, visited me in a Messiah tribal church in Transmara, Kenya, Africa. 
saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I sent my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of living God, so send I you. There we took it very seriously. There we find uh, that in the word of God, there is a change of raiment to the church, which is the righteousness of the saints. We can't hold on to yesterday's faith. We have to forget those things which are behind, reach forth to those things which are before. Those things are before the new things. And those new things is a great thing that God will do. When we find there in Zechariah, the second chapter, we're measured. And then in Zechariah 3, we see Joshua, the ones that call by the name of Jesus, are brought before God. What happens there? He said, is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? We're going through the fire now. Who's worthy? The fire is to have the fire of the Holy Ghost whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor. Burn up all the sin, the dross that set us. Bring us into perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. What happened? Notice in Zechariah 3, the Lord there having Joshua, the high priest, we're called for the high priesthood, Joshua, Jesus, Yeshua, the ones called by the name of Jesus, the body of Christ, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, Jesus, stood before the Lord and Satan standing at the right hand to resist him. Why? Because we're at the right hand of God now, made set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1. What he brought to us were when he said to his own right hand and heavenly places. That for us, the body of Christ. I prepared a place for you. Now, here we are. We're there. We're made set together in heavenly places. Here's where we are in the Pentecostal going into the last great reign, the new thing, the new wine, that tabernacle move of the Holy Ghost, the latter reign of the Holy Ghost right here. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke you, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Notice the cherubim of glory come out of the fire and fall against itself. The cherubim, lion, man, ox, and eagle, which are the redeemed of the Lord in a higher glory as a flash of lightning, have the appearance of a man, Ezekiel 1, 5. Those are the olive trees. That's what? That's the cherubim of glory made of olive trees, 1 Kings 6, 23. That's the body of Christ in the new thing, in the new wine that God is doing now. What happens to the ones called by the name of Jesus? And it says, now the ones called by the name of Yeshua, Jesus, Joshua, was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Why filthy garments? Because God's doing a new thing. You can't hold on to the old store, the old faith. You can't hold on to that old manna and think it's going to be good for tomorrow because when it does, there, it stinks. You have to bring fresh, new manna. Give us our daily, our daily bread. We can't hold on there and take yesterday's bread into tomorrow. Truth is truth, yes. But we have to walk in present truth, in the preceding word of God, in the present truth of the word of God, by whichever man lives there by the preceding word of God. So what is, thus saith the Lord? What happens to Joshua? And Joshua was clothed with filthy garments 
And what did God say? And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him, from the ones called by the name of Yeshua, Jesus, Joshua. And to him he said, Behold, I have caused thine what? Iniquity. Lawlessness, not being led of the Holy Ghost. God's moving, we're not obeying. Iniquity is we're not doing the will of God. We're born again, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Constitution, Kingdom of Heaven. But in Matthew 7, verse 22, 23, Jesus states that not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven, only those that do the will of God. They're born again because they call him Lord. 1 Corinthians 12, no man calleth Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. They're born again. Not only are they born again babies, but they're little children. Know that Jesus is the Lord. But he says, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, know that he is the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not all. Why? Because some will depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. You know, having the conscience here with a hot arm, forbidding Mary, abstaining from meat. But God is sanctified by the word of God in prayer, 1 Timothy 4.1. Because they didn't do the will of God. It's called iniquity. Iniquity is not following the leading of the Holy Ghost. We have the Spirit of God in us, but we have to obey it. In the leading according to the faith that has been dealt to each man. That's individual. That's not a general faith of the body of Christ. It is an individual calling of the purpose and will of God for each individual member. We must do the will of God according to each individual member of the body of Christ, their individual calling. So the quest for life is to find the will of God for your life and do it. If we don't, even though we're born again, even though we know Jesus is the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, which is only one Lord, still, if we do not do the will of God, we will not have access to the kingdom of heaven because he said, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Well, this iniquity is passing from them. This lawlessness, this dragging their feet, not moving into the new thing of God, not moving into the new wine, the new thing, making themselves new wineskins, taking that tabernaculus rather than Pentecostal, not staying in Pentecost, moving on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in the present truth. That is so essential for salvation. We must grow up in him in all things, in all truth. So that we're not tossed to and fro by everyone in the doctrine. How many will receive the word? Only those that obey. Obey the leading of the Holy Ghost, which is obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are you the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But there's many pitfalls. Some are going to miss it. Because of little, the little foxes spoil the vine. Because of adultery, fornication, drunkenness. Because speaking corrupt communication coming out of their mouth. Things that are spoken not, be, not becoming to the Holy Ghost. There, that uh, immorality, calling good evil and evil good, will stop a person from entering in and receiving this change of raiment. We find a woke society coming against the things of God, the moral uh, morality of the leading of the Holy Ghost in doing the will of God 
and the purpose of God in each person's life. To find that will of God is to find peace. To find the will of God is to do the will of God. And the only way to do that is through the word of God. It's not simply obeying a Sabbath. Some say that's all there is for the ceiling. That's a lie. How do you do it? Well, Romans 12, verse 1 tells you exactly what to do. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the reason you're going to be sealed, the servants of God, in their forehead, having the mind of Christ. Be not conformed to this world. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is? If you miss that perfect will of God, no matter who it is, me or anyone, we will not have access to the kingdom of heaven. Even though it seems like a small thing, we can lie a little bit. We can cheat a little bit. No, you can't. Any of these little foxes will spoil the vine. We have to tell the truth. So much corrupt communication comes out of the mouth in telling lies, even on the media's and especially social media. They bend it. And literally, through fact checks, make their narrative to the people of what they want to control. But we have to be literally led of the Holy Ghost. We cannot have a narrative that we are controlled by any other than God himself, the Holy Ghost. That's the reason Christian faith is such an existential threat to the ones that are in power. They can't stand it. They hate it. Matter of fact, they think they have they must destroy it. And not too many rich, not too many wise are called. The rich will do everything they can to become richer. And the, the cries of the poor that's har harvest, harvested their fields will cry before the Lord of hosts. And God said, I'll require it. Those riches that you've gotten, those ill-gained riches, will caker your soul in that day, God said. They'll cast their gold and silver into the streets. It will help them nothing. Okay? Buy gold, buy silver, commodities, you'll be okay. Fund your 401ks with it in case the banks fail. There's only one hope, and that's God. They can do, hew them out, cisterns that can hold no water. They're clouds with no rain, trees twice mucked up by the fruit, by the roots. They will not give God the glory. But the ones that do serve their God, they were going to have a change of raiment, not as Pentecostal, but tabernacle. It's the new thing that God is doing. The new wine that must be put in the new wineskins, and it will not fail. It will bring forth into fruition uh, in the fruit harvest of oil and wine, and you will not hurt them. The ones that are sealed in their forehead, you do not. You do not hurt those that have the seal of the living God. You'll see that in Revelation 9 under the fifth trumpet. Right here. There's a change of raiment. What is it? And uh, it says, cause that iniquity to pass. What happens to the ones called by the name of Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus? Who the one? The body of Christ. And I will clothe you with a change of raiment. And there'll be a fair miter placed upon the head. Why? There's your ceiling. And clothe him with garments. That's the righteousness of the saints. Obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. There we find that these are the ones in the last days that will have the mind of Christ. It's a new thing that God will do. We find there in 
Now, the new thing spoken of in Jeremiah chapter 31, and we find the new thing mentioned there. That verse 22, very simple. Watch what the prophet says. How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? God's doing a new thing. We're not following. We're backsliding. Somebody said, I'm not backsliding. I go to church. I pay my tithes. I go to work. I pay my bills. How can I not be following the Lord and be, be called a backsliding person? Because we're not walking into this present truth that God has already sent forth to us in the sealing of his servants. And we're not listening. And he said, how long will, there go, will you go about your old backsliding uh, daughter, the daughter of God? Why? For the Lord hath created a new thing. It's already done. Creating a new thing. And then in the earth, a woman shall compass a man. A woman shall compass a man. There you find it in Revelation 12. The woman is the church. It is not natural Israel. They say, well, oh, it's the it's twelve stars of Jacob and the dream I mean, of Joseph, Jacob's son, and the stars of heaven. And there it is. That's natural Israel. No, it's not. It's the church of the living God, the ones that have and obedient unto the Lord Jesus Christ called servants. Now, that is not natural Israel. The servants of God is the church that serve him. And only those servants of God will be sealed in their foreheads. There was a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun. That's a church of the living God. And the moon and under her feet, those are the lunations of the feast of the Lord. And upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. There's the mitre. What is that? The priesthood. She cried travailing and praying and brought forth a man child, caught up to God and to his throne. What is that? That's a new thing. That's Christ in you to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus unto a perfect man. That woman's coming to man. There's your new thing. That's a new wine. Will you receive it? Look also, when we have the new thing that's given to us there in Isaiah. Take a look at Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. It's springing forth now. Power of God, just like it did in the former rain, that latter rain, in the last great rain of his strength, God doing the new thing. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What? The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, and drink to my people, my chosen, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Only those that are in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, not Pentecost. It's a latter growth after the king's mowing. God's mowing the so-called Pentecost church now for the new season. The former growth, that former grass is mowed through the grasshoppers. And there's a latter growth. Amos 7. That's what he does. And we follow him to know the Lord is going forth as prepared as the morning. He'll come to us as a rain former and the latter rain, which he's doing now, preparing us for this great move of God with the power of God given to us in the two witnesses, which is the church. 
Notice that John in the spirit of Elijah took the book out of the angel's hand and ate all of it. It was sweet to his mouth as honey, bitter to his belly. Notice what was told John. John, you must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. That's not John rising from the dead. That's the body of Christ. As John, the Baptist forerun Jesus in his first coming. So John, the revelator in the spirit of Elijah, the body of Christ will forerun Jesus in his second coming, the, last, the second advent of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Are you listening to the leading of the Holy Ghost? The iniquity has to be changed from uh, Pentecost to the new thing God is doing, the new wine, and God's making new wineskins now for those that have an ear to hear. Are we obeying? Contact me. We work together. Somebody said, I'm scared. It's something new. I've never heard it before. Well, it's a new thing. No man tell it yet they will not believe. The general consensus is the world doesn't want it. <laughs> they never will. They're not going to jump on board and say, I want to serve God all of a sudden. No, they want the world. But you that want God and know there's a work of God, the work of the ministry, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Not a Pentecostal reign, but a tabernacle reign. Not calling Pentecostals anymore, but tabernacleists. Doing the new thing, making a new wine skin, and taking the new wine and having the seal of the living God in your forehead. God is moving on you to join us together that we can take this world for Jesus Christ. We've already taken most of Africa. There, West and Eastern Africa, Ghana, Kenya, and the nations there are coming in by not the hundreds, but thousands. We give all the glory to God. We're just, all Brother Beard is, is pop the rag and shine your shoes, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. But hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Not us, but the Christ, the leading of the Holy Ghost. Don't be deterred. Don't procrastinate. Don't be at ease in Zion. Don't say, well, I've got it made. I'm like Laodicea. I'm increased with goods. I'm clothed, fed. I have need of nothing. No sign, not your poor, wretched, naked, and destitute, Jesus said. I counsel thee to buy me gold, try to fire the new thing. God's doing it. Don't mess out. Email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Devil's mad. We're glad. This message is going to do one of three things to you. Make you sad, mad, or glad. Sad because you know it's the truth, but you won't move on it. Glad because you receive the word of God and will move on it. Or mad because you have nothing to do with it. It's going to make you sad, mad, or glad. When you hear the word of God, you can't just stay where you are. I look forward to hearing from you. There, email me, ceiling, God's people at DennisBeard.org. If you don't have that email site, you can go to DennisBeard.org. That's our website. You can go to SealingGodsPeople.org, another website. Go to SealingGodsPeople.com, another website of ours, JCIC.tv. You have to join that one and you have fellowship with us or simply download our app for our daily podcast, Sealing God's People. That's what God's doing now. 
God deals with you, bears witness, your conscience bearing you witness of the Holy Ghost, by all means, don't procrastinate. Let's contact. Contact us where we can work together. If God deals with some of you, saving money in finances, donations, we thank you. They're tax deductible. Some of you give some large offerings there. We give you anything over $250, $250, we give you a tax deductible receipt for the IRS. We are 51C3 with the government. There, we are and owe all our homage and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Him and Him alone. Serve no man, but only God. Receive ye from man whose breath is in his nostril. Follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, and then you will be sealed. The new wine won't fail in you. You will become a new wineskin. With this new thing, the new wine, uh, this last great thing that God is doing, and you will certainly have your part in it as a member in particular of the body of Christ. God will fitly frame the body of Christ together and compact it according to the measure of each part. The measure of faith given to each individual part. They are making the body of Christ compacted together, sealed for the last great day work of the ministry. Every joint supplies of the edifying itself in love through the supply of the Spirit. God will be glorified in Him only. No man, only God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Will we pray for each and every individual? Every individual member in the body of Christ, we pray for God to perfect that which is lacking each one of us, that we all may be presented blankness at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.